Well, ladies and gentlemen, John and Dan, dear listeners, the 200th Spooktacular, <laughs> the 200th episode Spooktacular of The Rebound is brought to you by our good, good friends at Mack Weldon. Whatever you're wearing right now, Mack Weldon is better, and we know because we're all wearing Mack Weldon. I got Mack Weldon boxers on myself right now. They're a premium men's essentials brand that believes in smart design, premium fabrics, and simple shopping. They have underwear, socks, shirts. I have a Mack Weldon backpack sitting right behind me here what? in my office at work because that's the backpack I use. <laughs> they have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. I love the under shirts. If you don't like your first pair of Mack Weldon boxers, keep it, and they're still going to refund you. No questions asked. They've provided us all with Mack Weldon gear. It is excellent. It is my entire underwear drawer is nothing but Mack Weldon. Oh, NBM dubs. That's what I call it. <laughs> For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com. Enter the promo code REBOUND at checkout. You should do it. 20% is in honor of our 200th episode Spooktacular. So go support <laughs> MacWeldon.com with the promo code REBOUND. Hey, I can't think of anybody that would rather have sponsoring our 200th episode because, exactly. you know, we yeah. like to record in comfort. Yeah. Maybe maybe soft layer, but, you know, <laughs> I, think <we're, laughs> I think we're all pretty I think, happy. I think we drove them away. Well. <laughs> I got the shirt. So I was wearing, was I wearing the shirt last week? I think I was wearing I the shirt. Were, I think yes. I'm like it got cleaned and then I'm wearing it again this week. Wow. That's nice. Yeah, I bought some extra. I bought some socks. Some very, very comfy socks. Oh, or was some, it on the other show? It was on the other stuff. show. I was wearing it on the other I, show. Let's not talk about that show. <laughs> I don't want to talk about other podcasts. We're going to talk about all the shows. We're going to talk about all the shows today. Real talk time. Did you think we would be doing this 200 episodes later? <laughs> Yes. I hoped and prayed we wouldn't yes. be, but uh, <laughs> your prayers were not answered. Oh my god! You play the hand you've been dealt. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, few people know that this is less of a podcast and more of some sort of suicide pact. <laughs> That's right. It's, a, <laughs> it's the two hundredth and final episode community of the community service. I think it's community service. We've, we've been we were forced to do it. Are we rebranding next week? Is like next week? There's a new show name, logo, and topic. Yeah, next week we're. Oh man, which, what what we call it? Unbound. Accidental car podcast. No. Uh, we're boundless just talking about cars and stuff. Ba- uh, boundy. Uh, just just bounded one time. <laughs> Not again. Unrebounded. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, you want to talk about um the the, the way that I fixed this thing? <laughs> Molds has some Dropbox advice to share with all of you. So, well, Dan had noticed the problem first, I guess, right? I did. I did. It was a couple of weeks ago because I kept coming back to my Mac, and I would back to my Mac. I guess yeah, using not, the feature, using the feature back to my Mac. No, and there would be on the lock screen. It would be like you have like twelve notifications from Dropbox. And I would log in, and I would have twelve notifications from Dropbox. And in the past. They just would, you know, they'd linger there for a second and they'd go away. And now, right. in the last few weeks, they had started just hanging out and I had to go manually click the close button on all of them, which sucks because I use more than a couple <laughs> um, uh, programs that where I store the files in Dropbox and they are often like package files sometimes. So like Scrivener, for example, uses a package file. And if I'm making tweaks in a bunch of different sections of a Scrivener project, it's like editing like 10 different files. And so it's like, you edited these 10 different files. I'm like, that's actually not helpful because all I really did was edit one Scrivener project. So mm-hmm. you're just giving me a lot of extraneous information I don't need. I asked on Twitter and somebody pointed out, uh, which I had thought I had checked, but had not turned out to have checked, that in the notifications yeah. preferences and system preferences of the Mac, Dropbox had somehow, unbeknownst <laughs> to me, 
gone from being listed as a banner for its notification mm-hmm. style to alerts and alerts mm-hmm. require physical mm-hmm. you need like right. actually manually you dismiss them. click on it right so you i went in it. i changed it back to banners and yeah. um yeah once again that's what i'm that's what i just did right now just live live on this on the 200th episode of this Oof. podcast spectacular thanks <laughs> scary huh we gotta, gotta take <laughs> we're a break. changing settings live in production <laughs> anyways that was the that's the height of the news for the week guys so nice. cool <laughs> pretty exciting uh so Moltz, are you quitting twitter uh i'm deactivating on friday yeah what yeah. you're deactivating see I read more tweets than Dan, even though I want to say, because I know listeners have been wondering, I read way f- less Twitter than I used to, way fewer tweets than I used to. Uh, I don't catch up if I miss chunks of time. If I wake up sometimes, it's like there's 12 hours, 15 hours since you last looked at Twitter. Not because I slept for 12 or 15 hours, because I didn't look the night before either. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look at the last 50 tweets. And it's so much healthier and better, and you should all well, be like that's, me. That's where I, that's where <laughs> I am, Lex. I have seen what Moltz did, has been posting. Moltz has been mostly retweeting uh, one of my best friends of all time, Mike Montero, um, who is encouraging folks to suspend their Twitter accounts this Friday to hit Twitter where it hurts in their active user count. Uh, And then I think you have 30 or 60 days before your account will be permanently deleted to reactivate. 30, I believe it is. Let's tell people it's 60 so they really screw themselves. No, let's let's not. Let's tell people it's 30 and then if it's 60. Let's do that exactly the opposite way of your your suggestion. How long are you doing this for then, John? Um, If they would would get rid of Alex Jones, I would probably come back. I'm going to leave that as... That's the price. um, That's the price. That's my price of entry. That's not a bad price. I mean, come on, Twitter. Would you take John Moltz or Alex Jones? I think the answer is clear. <laughs> John Moltz only only spews like a conspiracy theory every couple weeks. My conspiracy theories are, you know, they don't hurt people. <laughs> they're they're usually kind of funny. Yeah, um, sure. and they don't hurt anybody. That's good. So um, oh man i don't know this is so, uh, I, so i have been spending i have been spending a lot of time this week <laughs> trying to figure out mastodon and and uh micro dot blog how's that going yeah. for you and i think i've gotten somewhere <laughs> sort of i still don't understand mastodon but i think i've figured out app or my, i was gonna call it app.net because it reminds me of app.net but it's a uh, micro dot blog then i have, yeah, I I have any of those things i signed up for mastodon have no i, idea I have an account on mastodon but i i there was like a brief week or so where i was like trying it out and it just it was so confusing because and i know exactly what they're going for but i think the very nature of what they tried to create is confusing to most people who are not technical. Oh, yeah. It'll never and, be popular. No, it'll yeah. never be popular. Yeah. I am at Moltz on Mastodon, <laughs> no, so if you want to follow me there. <laughs> I am at Moltz2, T-O-O. That's, a, see, that's the thing I don't understand. Could somebody, somebody else could be at Moltz on another instance yes, on Mastodon, that's, right? Uh, yeah, that, that which is, drives me berserk. That right. drives me absolutely berserk. That someone else is someone else is over on Mastodon.cloud impersonating me. We right have now. been wondering what the source of your insanity was. <laughs> now you know uh yeah i i don't know i i don't think Ma- i micro dot blog maybe more interesting i don't know i i like manton a lot he's a smart yeah. dude it's a lot cleaner it's a lot it's a lot nicer than a mastodon seems like a mess to me but we'll see that's why when neither extinct. one of them i mean i'm neither one of them obviously have the, tra- <laughs> the traction right now but <laughs> Yeah, I you know I the reason I didn't sign up for micro.blog isn't micro.blog's fault. It's app.net's <laughs> fault. You're still paying that $50 a year, huh? <laughs> Would you like to elaborate on that? Yeah, no, I just I don't know. It's like I don't, 
I wanted to help the thing be successful last time. I was like, it's not going to be successful unless everybody does it. And then I felt like all the people I cared about did it, and it still wasn't yep. successful. Yep. So this time I'm going to wait. And when there is a success, I don't have to be the first Twitter user. I'm happy being the 10 millionth Twitter user until I'm not. Uh, once it's established, then I'll join the next thing where the conversation is happening. Yeah, no early adopting. You know, it's, it's for the birds. You should get, but you got your handle right. You got your. I, I, I couldn't even thing. get Lex. I took Lex Fry on some Mastodon. Yeah, well, that's insane. I have no oh, idea man, what it is. It's making me so mad just thinking. Two <laughs> hundredth <laughs> episode spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary because somebody's out there posting as me. <laughs> Will crazy Apple rumor site also quit Twitter on Friday? I, I'm not planning on deactivating all my other accounts. I'm deactivating the one that I actually use. <laughs> what happens if somebody at mentions you while your account's deactivated does it show as a clickable link or not no i don't think so Mm, it takes it as dead so if you'd like i will tweet one tweet a day although i don't think anybody can sign no one can sign up for it until right but i'm gonna do one tweet a day in the molts vein which also which is also aggravating right why is that why is that (laughs) aggravating because which I have, I'm gonna have to think about that because somebody could theoretically like take that handle after I'm like if I leave for good yes after the 30 days someone else could kind of scoop up molds so I think maybe what I'll do <laughs> maybe I won't do that <laughs> because maybe what I'll do is just um shut like, it down all the tweets or something yeah. and there's and there's those people who are suggesting that you should add um services that automatically delete your old tweets <laughs> um because yeah. you're like, like nobody should have tweets. that record out there i know i, I like know my some tweets. of my old tweets are my best work mm, yeah the new ones are not that good <laughs> <laughs> yeah the early period of Maltz was really <laughs> Maltz's blue period was the high point <laughs> Some of my best tweets were your circa 2008 or so. I mean, yeah, that's right. I know, you know. It's, it's been a while, right? It's been no. a while. Go ahead, Lex. Down, down yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, we're gonna I hit all happening. the catchphrases on this episode. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Look at this guy. I knew it was Look, coming. I knew it was it coming. There it is. Guy English. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. I want to do. I do have some follow up. We should we should also mention James because James has been. I've never been on the show, show with James. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, that's right. Weird, uh, weird coincidence that that's why he's a good friend of the show. I don't understand why it's not just a four person show at this point. To be quite honest, <laughs> <laughs> because I hate editing three people, Hold much down. less four people. Uh, we we talked a week or two ago about the app Hold Down H O L E Down, which is like a mm. modern interpretation of balls. Not that balls is ancient, but you get it. Uh, the classical Sumerian game of balls. Last we talked about balls. We talked about balls in the other show. Yes, and like, that's true. That was about. <laughs> Listen, the fuck you in your other show. Okay, <laughs> Dan, you're welcome on that. One also anytime. relevant to the other show. <laughs> um, we talked about vasectomies. That's why. But the. Uh, <laughs> what i was going to say is this i was going to say that oh last time we talked about this game hold down i was saying that like i liked it but i wasn't really that good at it that i couldn't really progress i have now beaten the game so if listeners are wondering oh wow um, most Jeez. people write that it's about five hours for me it was probably about eight hours to beat it um but because i didn't realize that i should do the upgrades that you get by earning more points in the game to get like more balls and things i just <laughs> so i got very far for not doing those things shockingly far but yeah i have now defeated the game there is also an endless level 
level uh, that I fully appreciate because it means that you, even if you've beaten the game, you can still play it and enjoy it. So highly recommended. Okay. Great three dollars spend. Well, I've I have I have gotten it. I have since purchased it. Oh, I saw in Game Center a little, not not a lot, but a little bit. So I w- I've been meaning to get back. Not to me. It. I'm I'm the holdout on hold down. Mm. <laughs> nice. Thanks. See, that's, <laughs> that's how you do it. That's not going in our pantheon of uh, catchphrases. I was, Sorry. <laughs> I was hoping we'd have puns on this episode. <laughs> you're in luck, my friend. And speaking of you're in luck, have you had your urine tested recently? Nope. <laughs> nope. Now I have to wait. Before wow, I that the that was convincing. <laughs> I really thought that was a sponsor for a second. <laughs> That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about uh, the beta, be- iOS beta, se- uh, iOS the old beta seven. Switch? The beta Took it and off, switch? right? Yeah, it got, it got. Yeah, I'm just talking right over Lex. I'm going to do one more time. Keep beta going. Keep going. Pl- plow through. <laughs> uh, Apple has pulled the latest iOS beta, uh, which is apparently there were some performance issues, including I did see someone in one of the slacks I'm in complaining that they they got into like an endless boot loop basically with once they installed it, and so that's not great. But this is one of the reasons I appreciate being on the public beta is that usually the developer beta, you know, is out a few hours, if not a day before the public beta. So the ones that are really shitty builds never make it to the public beta. Mm -hmm. So I feel I feel insulated, which is nice. It's good to be insulated. It's it's good. Um, Insulation is. a plus. I am. I am now on the beta. beta. (gasps) Welcome. So there, there's your big news for the week. Oh, I was going to ask you to send me that emoji, but you don't have that thing. Yeah, oh, no, you know what? No, we, not work. And we should totally run a group FaceTime call. Oh, wait. <laughs> they took it away. <laughs> and I, So there's a thing that I don't love about the Apple Press community. And you know that I love John Gruber as a brother. <laughs> I love Daring Fireball. but And he is far from the worst offender. I'm not going to name who the worst offender is other than say that it's Rene Ritchie. But there is a tendency, it might be Federico, I don't know, but there is a tendency sometimes in the Apple press that whatever news comes out of Apple, it's good. And there is always a positive spin. And I don't think that's our job, our job, because I'm an Apple reporter. I don't think that's the job of <laughs> Apple covering press, that they have to spin everything positively. That's Apple's job to do. And the, like, for... Folks who said, like, it's good that Apple pulled FaceTime because if it wasn't ready, then they shouldn't ship it yet. Sure, but don't announce it if it's not going to be in the OS that you release. Like, if it's not going to be a part of iOS 12 when you release it, then you shouldn't right. announce it and say this is part of iOS 12. That's my opinion. We don't have to defend I, it. I tend to, I tend to agree with you on that. And it, it's, it is a weird situation. I mean, because we, it's because it's become a pattern, right? Like, Every year now, it seems like there's something that gets announced as part of the, the major iOS update that then gets stripped out and pushed to a later point. Sometimes, I mean, AirPlay 2 was almost a year after it had been announced. And, you know, again, no one's going to, you know, better to have a feature that works well and is late, I think, than to, you know, be a feature that's crappy on time. But at the same time, I agree. The the over over promising and under delivering is a bad look. Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. And I, I the fact that you know once Tell or two, about it. if it happens every <laughs> once in a while, that's one thing. But like when it seems like it's yearly, uh, that starts to make it raises questions about like, well, how are you not like scoping this well enough, or like what what are you what is going wrong that you consistently 
promise features that you can't deliver in that time frame. And yeah, exactly right. And again, I just my beef is is twofold. Really, one is with Apple, and then one is with like Apple news coverers. And the problem is that people who cover Apple news typically are Apple fans. And so I get the rose colored or the apple colored glasses. And your third beef is with Omaha Steaks. No, <laughs> no I was going to say though, <laughs> a proud sponsor. It feels of- like <laughs> Apple couldn't manage all of the Apple devices out there to get FaceTime supporting multi-chat on all of them. However, you know who can help you set up lots of Apple devices at once? <laughs> Jamf Now. Jamf Now is here supporting the 200th episode Spooktacular, and they make it easy to set up, manage, and protect your Apple devices. It's easy to keep track of your own Mac, iPad, or iPhone, but what about the other Apple devices at work? As a business grows, so does its digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. This is especially true if your employees are remote or if they're just jerks. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and even lock or wipe a device as needed from anywhere. Jamf now manages devices so you can focus on your business instead. No IT experience required. And now the rebound listeners can start securing their business today by setting up your first three devices for free forever. And for just two more dollars a month per device, you can add other devices. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash rebound. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash rebound. A proud supporter of this show on its 200th episode. Spooktacular. Jamf.com slash rebound. John, John enjoys that I cannot stop calling it the 200th episode. Spooktacular. <laughs> I mean, that was that was in the contract. Because it's August. <laughs> That's the spookiest thing of all. <laughs> That's right. Nobody expects to be scaled in August. <laughs> <laughs> three. Three beefs. Except maybe like Apple device vendors. They get scared in August. Mm. You going to buy the new iPhone, John? I haven't the slightest idea. <laughs> So if I if I have um, updated to uh, let's talk about this if I have updated to the beta on my phone am I also supposed to update to the beta on my watch or because I'm getting uh, one weird result <laughs> it no longer and that tells is time. that my watch my watch has completely forgot that I have a groceries list well that's it I insists mean, I do not have a groceries list do you need to eat is that a thing you need to do I, I do you haven't yes transcended this I, this corporeal plane I have not exactly i have not i have not uh achieved well, my energy state i yet, have gr- great so. news for you about the watch os beta no food needed <laughs> okay thanks i guess you're on the beta dan i am on right. the beta it's not so the one challenge with that is it's not a public beta you still need uh oh, yeah. a developer so i can't do that well you you can i mean literally all it requires to get the watch os beta is there's a certificate and you could probably find someone who would give you access to it. It doesn't even require, like, your UUID mm. for your watch or anything like that. There's just a certificate that you, like, go to on your phone, and it asks if you want to install it for the watch. You install it for the watch, and then you install the beta. Done. Yeah, I'm not and then John and I walkie-talkie <laughs> all day long. That's, that's why Dan's in this. He's Dan just wants that walkie-talkie. Yeah, he just wants somebody to walkie-talkie. Somebody with. Which play I understand. With me. He's not, I don't think he's wrong. I think they should launch the walkie-talkie feature on the 4th of October. And then it can be like 10-4 day. And I think that's how they should do it. Nice. Yeah, good, good, good plan there. <laughs> Speaking of Apple features that roll out. And then they can out, call it their spooktacular update. <laughs> Speaking. <laughs> Go ahead, Dan. We're listening. Go ahead, caller. Speaking of <laughs> Apple features that roll out later, my question is: Has have any of you activated messages in the cloud? No, no. I I'm scared of it, so I haven't turned it on. <laughs> yeah, 
I got to think this is one of the least adopted features so far because it's not on, it's not activated by default. And it's not obvious what it will do that is different from what it's supposed to do already. That's my objection. And it's hard to find where you activate it because it's buried in the settings for iCloud. So I have to think that they, Apple was kind of okay with just being like, you know what? We're going to let the people who are going to find it turn it on and they will be the guinea pigs (laughs) and work out all the kinks. And eventually, I don't know if in iOS 12 or some subsequent version, it will be activated by default. Uh, but I think it's probably smart to not activate it by default right now because then their servers get hammered by a whole shit ton of messages getting uploaded to the cloud. Yeah, it probably they surface that feature in a higher up place in the settings for a small percentage of users at a time. <laughs> <laughs> do you know that, by the I don't know if you guys, I mean, you probably do know this, but I, I think most casual at iOS device users um, don't realize that the App Store now lets developers roll out apps like that, like roll out apps slowly. So you can test a, you know, feature updates to your app on a smaller percentage of users because it'll only roll out the updates to a small percentage of them with automatic updates. If you go to update the app, you could just update it, but you wouldn't automatically get it until a certain amount of time if the developer chooses to do it that way. So it is not impossible that Apple could roll out feature updates that are slim like that the same way. Interesting. I mean, their A-B testing of that sort is common on the web. It yes. tends to be less common on mobile devices, I assume, because it is harder to do, like feature specific things right. and like facebook but, does this all the time i think not even within the app not, not by beta maybe they do it with app store releases as well but facebook like literally beta tests different versions of the app to different people um where uh my wife and i almost never have the same facebook interface because one of us is huh. in some kind of testing group and we don't know which one it is and so <laughs> our ui is always different <laughs> Well, for me, who... That sounds you know, like fun. I've yeah. noticed that iOS apps for me rarely update, like, every once in a while, they'll do the thing where they correctly download updates in the background, and then a lot of times they'll be like, oh, that's weird, I don't have any updates, and I'll open the App Store, and it'll be like, you have 50 updates, and I was <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> why didn't these just get downloaded? I have the automatic update thing on. Uh, that sounds like it's a your phone problem. <laughs> <laughs> happens on my iPad, too. Mm, sounds like it's a you problem. Hmm. <laughs> Mm. how's your face working out with uh the old uh face you know ID? it was better and it got worse again and mm-hmm. i don't know what's going on with that have you checked your face <laughs> before you wrecked your face <laughs> well i noticed uh when i was checking the face id settings today that it had turned the attention um requirement back on which i deactivated at one point because it didn't work with my sunglasses and sure enough when i was like taking off my sunglasses it was working a lot better again but it's you know very sunny and hot here so i've been wearing sunglasses a lot so i deactivated again and we'll see if that goes back to its more improved state but it does the thing like with the sunglasses on and attention mode on it doesn't even do the thing where it's like oh i rejected your i rejected your login attempt it just doesn't even seem to detect that there's a face there which is weird yeah, I know it what you mean. doesn't even do like the little thing where it shakes. It just was like, I'm waiting. I'm I waiting for you to show me a face. When I wear polarized sunglasses that don't work with it, if I lower them down my nose a little bit, like I'm like an 80s teenager in a movie and look at it the right way, that I can do with that. I don't have to remove the sunglasses all the way. I just have to get my eyes over them. <laughs> Interesting. I have not noticed that because I have tried that. Usually I have to put them up on my forehead. Your phone or but your I'll, sunglasses? I'll... Both. It's very complicated. <laughs> I kind of miss Touch ID still. <laughs> I just, Maybe I'm alone. I am surprised that Face ID requires your head be oriented in the same direction as the phone. 
uh, Dave Wiskus was complaining about this. My old nemesis, Dave Wiskus, was complaining about this on Twitter. He was saying that Face ID is considerably worse than Touch ID because Touch ID works in any direction and Face ID does not. And like Apple knows where faces are. It can identify them in photos. It can straighten your photos automatically. It feels like all the pieces are there, even if it would be a little bit slower if you were like perpendicular to your phone. It feels like it could do it instead of just saying, I don't see a face. <laughs> so I'm surprised that it doesn't. That's fair. I agree. I, I think it could be improved. I'm curious to see if there are, in the same way that Apple went from the Touch ID 1 to the Touch ID 2, mm. like scanner, and the Touch ID 2 scanner was way faster. I'm kind of curious to see if they make any significant improvements to Face ID and whatever phone comes out this year. If any phone does come out, maybe they're just going to take the year off. You never know. It could be. Maybe no phones this year. Maybe just uh, laptops. You know an app that I do think you should install on your new or old iPhone? <laughs> Robinhood. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos, all commission-free. Plus, with a simple and intuitive design that presents data in an easy-to-digest way, it's a non-intimidating way for stock market newcomers to invest for the first time with true confidence. All it takes is four taps on your smartphone to place a trade, and you can discover new stocks and track favorite companies with a personalized newsfeed within Robinhood. And you can even get custom notifications for price movements, so you never miss the right moment to invest. Uh, they hooked me up with Robinhood account and uh it is actually quite delightful the way that the app is set up the web app is good and the ios app is good and the interface makes it very very clear and easy to kind of understand where you are i actually also really like they have kind of mini charts that show up that show you stock performance for whatever stocks you want to follow and there's something about the graphic design of the charts that really appeals to me and that i bet apple fans in general would love but the app is brilliantly simple to use and um I would say even teaches you a little bit about like what investing is and why you should do it. Robinhood is giving listeners a free stock, a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at rebound.robinhood.com. One more time, rebound.robinhood.com. Our thanks to Robinhood for supporting the 200th episode spooktacular of The Rebound. <laughs> he did it again, Dan. I did. I I have no way of stopping him. I hope you know. <laughs> We've tried for 200 episodes. That's right. Clearly, clearly there's nothing we can do. We're powerless. Yeah, at the end of episode of, 200. Gets this reign of terror. This is like, uh, it's like Desmond in the bunker. If we don't do a podcast every week in the whole world. <laughs> Not James Thompson's podcast. Did, did you ever, did you ever uh, memorize that number? Yeah, of course. Uh, 4816. Did you? Mm-hmm. I never. 2342. Mike, is that right? Yeah, he's right. He's correct. Oh, nice. Good for you. I always felt like I should, but I never did. I didn't memorize all the crazy symbols that pop up when you don't enter the number, though. There's like some weird stuff. Weird stuff happens. The only thing I remember is spoilers. I love you, Penny. Penny, I love you. <laughs> I just watched that clip again. Still makes me cry. Oh, God. It's just, it, you know, reaches into my chest and pulls my heart out. Wow. Uh, you should yeah. see a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> makes my apple watch go haywire <laughs> uh there was what was the oh so john you sent us something earlier you want to talk we can talk about that in conjunction with this other uh, <laughs> yeah yeah are you guys are you guys enjoying your echoes? even if we talk about it not on the podcast people will still know we're talking about it right john you can <laughs> that's right that's right because you're they're gonna hear you TechCrunch, TechCrunch reports <clears throat> that hackers at defcon have found a way to turn your amazon echo into a spying device <laughs> that sounds like fun it's by shouting alexa in front of it over and over again <laughs> <laughs> that's how you hack an alexa <laughs> um and it's uh also in this uh matt 
Cagle, um, who is uh, works for the ACLU, I believe. Is that right? I want to get this right. Yeah, he works at the ACLU, and he um, notes that Amazon is has to date refused to specify in its transparency report how often the government demands access to um, echo microphones and recordings. Possible they don't know. I mean, you've seen those Amazon sales figures charts. Bezos doesn't even know how many of these things he's selling. <laughs> I, I want to point out one thing because if we don't, then we'll we'll get letters, but. It's the same way that every once in a while you see a story that's like an iPhone was hacked to do something bad and nefarious, but then they tell you, oh, it's mm-hmm. an iPhone that they have modified in the following seven ways. The Echo that they were able to hack had parts swapped out, including additional ones that were soldered on. Um, it was then, <laughs> yeah, really? they then used the modified <laughs> Echo to hack, okay, so they, they used this modified Echo to hack into non-modified Echoes, but they had to put them both on the same network. Oh, okay. So you have to have your hacked echo that you like your 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 evil echo that right. you put on the same network right. as the non-evil right. echo. And that feels okay. like most people are safe most of the time in that setup. It's still possible, yes. But you're right. I don't know. I do a lot of war driving with a hacked echo. <laughs> yeah, driving around driving out around town <laughs> real slow with a hacked echo. Yeah, that's true. I mean there's a lot of so there was a similar thing that came out today about um is Patrick Wardle, the guy who's the ex-NSA researcher, um, a thing about malware on the Mac, where you could simulate mouse clicks, essentially, to bypass those notifications that you get, like, such and such an app would like to use your mic access to your microphone. Mm. And there's basically a way to, like, kind of script your way around that. Granted, it also, I think, requires uh, physical access. I don't remember. It's, again, there are, there are asterisks, right? Like, yes, all of these devices have compromise points. It's just a question of how easy it actually is for those things to be compromised, like, and mm-hmm. how much of a target you are, which doesn't mean you should be entirely blasé about it. But, you know, there's, it's always worth putting these things into perspective. On the am other I still hand, safe with a, with a password of 1234 on my network? Is what you're I'm very on. safe. Um, <laughs> could you please hold this echo for me? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this echo so warm? <laughs> for a long time, I and had a single word. Could you hold this soldering iron? <laughs> yeah. I had a single word as our Wi-Fi password at home because I was like, it's my house, and if people come along on the Wi-Fi, I want it to be easier for them to do. So it's just this word. And then I had some guy come to the house to work on something. I think he was like helping me set up outdoor speakers, and he's like, "I need to get on your network." And I'm like, "That's the password." And he's like, "No, that's terrible. That can't be your password. That's very dangerous." And I'm like, <laughs> "I mean, but I'm, I'm here on this cul-de-sac." Like, and he's like, "Listen, I guarantee you, teenagers in this block are going to start hacking your password, and they're going to start downloading all kinds of horrible child porn, and they're going to do it on your network." And I'm like, "You guarantee <laughs> wow. me?" And he's like, "Yes." And I was like, "All right, I'll change the fucking password." Man, guaranteed it. I changed the password. <laughs> uh, did you get that in writing? No. You don't want that in writing. You really don't want that in writing. (laughs) Um, But I was going to say, along those lines, there's an AP report uh, that came out yesterday, I believe, about Google. Uh, And if you turn off the location history option in your Google account, it continues to record locations you go to. Mm, mm -hmm. So that's cool. saw that, too. That's super cool. Thanks, Google. That's... (laughs) About what I expected. So <laughs> <laughs> I never go anywhere. I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, Google's dad? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody should be. <laughs> Everything's awful. You should destroy all your technology. There's also like there's also this thing about uh, millions of Android devices are vulnerable right out of the box. 
<laughs> Everything is really insecure right now. <laughs> Just... Good news, our voting infrastructure super <laughs> yeah. secure. Also, that that eleven year old hacked uh, hacked a voting machine in like five minutes or something. I have very quickly anyway. You know, know that story help. was reported that she she hacked it in minutes and changed the vote. What they didn't say is that she was wearing a MAGA hat while she did it, but it's true. <laughs> Google it. So she so she hacked it for for you know to make America great again. Exactly, and I appreciate okay. it. Okay. Well, good. I mean, she's got my vote. She's literally has my vote. <laughs> now, I want to ask you, John Moltz, uh, who is going to be mm-hmm. rage quitting Twitter in a few days, at least temporarily. Uh, how do you feel about Tim Cook's recent dinner? <laughs> also bad. Also bad in the fact that they won't remove. They have removed his podcasts from, you know, notably after um, some other company did it first, I think. And um, <laughs> Stitcher! They, but they won't remove the app. <laughs> They won't remove the his app from the app store. I mean, I'm not happy about that. It's either. quality app. Clearly. That's why I'm not buying another phone until another SE comes out. <laughs> <laughs> really took a principled stand on that one. I exactly. appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks. That's why I'm not buying a HomePod until it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Here, could you hold this hacked HomePod for me? <laughs> if Tim Cook put out a single statement, those like. I don't agree with many of the president's policies, but I think it's important for him to hear from me on whatever. That's something. And I also kind of get something. I don't think it's very still. <laughs> I don't think it's enough, but it's something I get. Yeah. I, I, I Less than ever. I get that. Like if the president of the United States says, hey, person, will you please come have dinner with me? The office is hard to say no to. This president totally fine saying no to. But I get like if I'm the CEO yeah. of a publicly traded company and I see that when he doesn't like companies, he goes out of his way to attack them, which could potentially maybe have some kind of negative impact or just press that you don't want to deal with or whatever. I get saying yes. I don't approve at all of what appears to me, I'll just call it like I see it, the spinelessness of saying yes and not putting out, not saying anything, not leaking somewhere, not giving somebody a statement that's like, you know, we don't agree on many topics, but I think with, about yeah, these things. Right. Right. I mean, I think they've, they've said a couple things about certain policies that they don't agree with. Yeah, but they haven't. The I mean, and I understand, but, again, why you don't make necessarily a personal determination on that and say, like, I don't like this guy. Right. Like, I agree with you totally. Like, the policies are one thing. It's it's walking a fine line. And but, you know, at the same time, you're the CEO. That's why you're paid the big bucks. You got to be right. able to do that. And you have presumably a staff of people who are there to help you craft that in such a way that you can walk that line. So, yeah, I'm I'm with you. That seems like a, uh, I, I would like to hear more out of it, but I also kind of understand the bind that you're in in that position. I mean, I, if it's me and, like, the president invites me to dinner, I can just be like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Double I knew guns. there would be singing on the 200th episode, Spooktacular. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. Oh, oh, soft layer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is gold, guys. This is a show episodes. that rewards frequent listening, if nothing else. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you, you come for the Apple news, you stay for the jokes, and punishes infrequent listeners because of the dead airtime. Listen, I know the show is topical, <laughs> but you should, you should go back and listen to the whole show in order because it makes more sense that way. Even though some of the news is old, <laughs> like when we're talking about, hey, what's the Apple Watch going to be? And I'm like, I'm going to wear it every day for the rest of my life. Like you can just go through those episodes, but you still want to hear them all every minute of every. Well, show. yeah. Also, the plot is important. I mean, <laughs> without listening to all the episodes, you wouldn't know that we recast Lex uh, 50 episodes Several in. times, in yeah. fact. This is Adel Refai um, <laughs> doing my Lex voice. 
Oh yeah, baby. <laughs> Man, can we get can we get Al? Can we? Sure. You want him? Cool. I'll Let's, call him up. We, we'll talk offline, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you really opened that door on yourself, Wax. I'm just pointing this out. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm interdimensional door. Uh, you got anybody buying a power mat someday? <laughs> or uh, sorry, air power, air power, buying oh. one of those. Nope. I don't have a need for one. <laughs> you Same will. Uh, the only thing I can put on there is my watch. You will. <laughs> I I would put my phone on and that's it. And I plug my phone into USB at night and I'm fine with that. Um, if the uh, Beats X could charge that way, which they don't, then I would consider it. But I just don't need it. I'm not in the market. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm I'm somewhat interested in it, but I am holding off until i know any details about it is like, it coming out i mean what is are you you're bringing this up because there's I'm, a there's news about that or, uh, yeah there was a um let's see there's a you know your usual supply chain sources uh talking about the wireless airpod cases that will be chi compliant i don't know it's all you know it's all kind of vague right now and i think it's also because we are coming up in like probably about a month on an apple event uh, if if prior years indications hold and um yeah they, this has been almost yeah. a year since they talked about this thing and it's like it's one thing if you you know six months ahead of the release of a new um you know major new device or something you're going to talk that up because you know developers need lead time to build apps or you need to like prime the market like you know with the original iphone right like they they talked about it six months before it was actually on sale fine but to talk about a charging mat <laughs> And then not ship it for a year goes back to kind of the same thing we were talking about with group FaceTime, AirPlay 2, all that stuff, which is why? Why do you you feel the need to talk about this? Do you think they're delaying uh, the multi-person FaceTime so that they can unveil the open sourcing of the FaceTime protocol at the same time? (laughs) That is one of my favorite (laughs) stories, if only because the the background (laughs) on that, as far as I've heard, is like Steve Jobs just said it. And the people who worked on FaceTime were like, what now? (laughs) i did not know that uh which is hilarious i believe that's i mean that is a story that has been passed around it might be apocryphal but like (laughs) i've heard it from people that i trust to know these things and my understanding is the people who designed facetime were not aware of that before steve Jobs said it wow uh and of course they couldn't because it ended up that it infringed on a ton of patents (laughs) yeah really uh so wow Uh, which is you know also part of probably part of the reason that group facetime is taking so long is that there's a lot of work that's probably had to go into actually getting it to work correctly and to license all the patents they're otherwise infringing also possible so who knows i'm kind of surprised i'm do you want to start a pool on when we think it will ship Uh oh the the charging mat (laughs) thing no group i was gonna say group facetime you can start a pool on when when you think that'll actually show up uh, I'm guessing early 2019. Mm. <laughs> I think that's a. I think that's I'm, not a I'm bad guess for October. But they said they said I later think, this I think year. Lex right? Is probably right. They did say, but they said that I believe for AirPlay as well, and it did not ship for a while. <laughs> right. I was trying right. to find indications of like actual stuff on Apple's site about when they said AirPlay would ship, but they have very neatly scrubbed well, pretty much well, all. It's of that. just smart. It's just smart for them to do that. AirPlay yeah. Two is terrific, though. I'm just gonna say <laughs> it works pretty well. I've had some dropouts every once in a while, but I like listening to an album on uh, Sonos One. Schools, sure, yeah, that's probably something. Um, <laughs> I've had dropouts. Continue. Yeah, I got it, but I just decided to keep going. Okay. Mm. Uh, um, I don't know. I've really enjoyed mm. AirPlay Two 
airplay tooing uh to airing play to <laughs> airplaying to to the uh, oh my god i just had a stroke <laughs> <laughs> to the, and that's it for the 200 spectacular <laughs> to, to the sonos one i've enjoyed it because there's apps that support airplay too that don't support so like and it's i don't know i find it I find it convenient to sometimes not use the Sonos app to listen to the Sonos. So I've been enjoying that. I almost always find it convenient to not use the Sonos app. Yeah, the Sonos app, not great. It's it's fine, but it's another thing to do. And honestly, I agree with you. AirPlay 2 is a huge improvement on that. My biggest complaint is that you still have to go in the Sonos app if you want to like group and ungroup speakers. No, you don't, buddy. There is a, uh, there is a hardware method of grouping speakers in Sonos <laughs> that is not discoverable. So if you don't read every single thing, you won't know it. But if you have one Sonos oh, speaker I don't. in your home playing and you go to another one and you press and hold the play button, it will group with the one that's already playing. If there are multiple speakers playing multiple things, it'll pick one. And if you don't want it, you can press and hold play again and then it'll pick the next one. That happens in my house if the kids are listening. <laughs> like I'm trying to group things and then I'm hearing like Kids Bop or uh, The Greatest Showman, which I don't want to be hearing. But uh, but yeah, you just press and hold the play button. Interesting. I really want the ability to do that via my voice, but I don't think that works even with the Sono skill, right? I I've given up on the Sono skill. Yeah. Okay. I actually have a problem. I'm curious if you have this. Uh, you use Amazon Music too, right, Dan? Yep. I have a thing sometimes where I'm like, hey, play this song, Echo, and it's like to do that, you have to enable the Sono skill, and I'm like. I fucking don't. You are a Sonos speaker. You are a Sonos with Alexa built in. Play the song. And then I tell it again and it plays it. Yeah, I've only had that happen once and I can't remember what triggered it. But like you, it seemed to only pop up once. So I don't know. But it does work for me if I say play this in the office, play this in the living room. That works fine for me. But anything that's more complex than that, it just gets a little messy. And... I still have trouble with the Sonos One. I think it still doesn't listen quite as well. I frequently get things where, like, you know, turn off the bedroom lights, and the Echo never had that much problem problem with it. Now the Sonos One's like, there are a bunch of things that share that name, and I'm always like, no, there are not. Mm. <laughs> it doesn't seem to respond best. I, I have been getting angrier at the Sonos One recently in the kitchen. It has not been listening quite as well as it used to. I don't oh, okay, know why. so. But yes, it's it's been like there are times when it just plays the totally wrong song, and so I'm telling it to stop. And it's the obviously hardest for it to hear when music is playing. I think that the uh, yes. Apple speaker does better at that. Um, I think the regular Echo actually does better at that. So you have to raise your voice, and then there's other Echoes yep. in the house, and sometimes you raise your voice, and the other Echoes are like, "Oh, you would like me to stop and play something else," and then they start talking, and then you're just mad at all the yep. Echoes, yep. and it's a first yep. world problem. But I am first world angry about it when it happens. <laughs> I would say probably the Lex. angriest I get in my house right now is when the echoes, and when multiple echoes are all ignoring me at the same time or doing things <laughs> yes. I don't want them to be doing. Yep. Yep. There's a lot that's, of that's shouting in our house when that happens. Somebody's driving by slowly with a modified echo. <laughs> the echo's like, porn! <laughs> <laughs> and, all those, and all those teenagers on your exactly. <laughs> on your On your Wi-Fi. Oh, Just, man. That's when you know the the, the kitty board is being downloaded. This has truly been the scariest episode of the rebound ever. <laughs> well, congrats to all of us, including the listeners, on reaching this 200th episode spectacular milestone. We could not do it without you, and we would not do and it without you. We've, I mean, yeah, we arguably have tried. There's no one here right now. <laughs> do you want to know um, what I think is maybe the best way to celebrate 200 episodes of the rebound? 
I do. Yeah. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your Apple devices so you can focus on your business with no IT experience required. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, and even lock or wipe a device as needed from anywhere. And now, the Rebound listeners can start securing your business today by setting up your first three devices for free forever. Add more for just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash rebound. That's J-A-M-F. J-A-M-F dot com slash rebound. That was spectacular. Mm. I am scared now. <laughs> I don't really know where I'm going with this. <laughs>